once said, Courage is the most important of all the virtues, because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. Welcome to Building Grit, one call at a time. Every human being will be faced with a massive challenge. How you deal with problems is based on grit, determination, perseverance, and will. On this show, we talk to people who face challenges and how they dealt with them. This is Building Grit, one call at a time. And this is your host, Nick Wingo. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Building Grit, one call at a time. In this podcast, I use my experiences that I've had to show people that there's just bad stuff that happens in life and there's bad things that happen to you. However, you can work through those things and you can become the best, the best individual. You can be the, become your best version of yourself if you push through those things. And I am so lucky that I get to speak to people who have amazing stories and have amazing things today to say. And so today I'm super excited to introduce to you guys Lisa Korakos. Lisa, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great, Nick. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing really good. It was a it was a beautiful Labor Day. I got to enjoy some time with my family. Uh, it was a really nice day. How about your, How about you? Did you get some family time? Yeah, I got. I'm I'm out here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and so it was a beautiful day. So we went out. Um, it was great. Awesome. Awesome. So we met through Arate, which has been a super influential group. It's been an amazing experience. I've met some really cool people. And I know that recently you have had some pretty exciting things happen for you. You just started your Empower Nation and you are really going after things. And it seems like you are uh, headed for some and headed for greatness and reaching for greatness. So tell me a little bit about Empower Nation. Oh, sure. I would love to. Empower Nation is my business and I just launched last month. So in the beginning of August, it had been a venture that had been on my heart for the last four years that I've been working on developing. Now, what it is, it is a virtual community fitness program that's all encompassing. So it walks people through their daily fitness routines of, you know, five workouts a week, but people need more than a workout, right? They need a mindset that has them committed to the process of sustaining change long-term. You're not going to get that by a workout plan. You can get fit for a period of time, but you're not going to sustain that change without someone holding your hand. Most people, over 90% of people bounce back. So what the program that I created and the company basically does is we have coaches that support you. We have accountability. It walks you through the program. You work on developing your mind. You work on developing habits. You work on building sustainable change and long lasting change so that these habits actually become ingrained. And I walk you through the process of exactly what your fitness program is. We walk through nutritional guidance. I don't believe in eat this and not that, you know, rights and wrongs. It's how can you pivot to make healthier decisions today so that this year you're healthier than last year and next year you do even better and you continue to pivot. So to really just empower people in their mind and in their body and in their nutrition internally and externally so that they can live this powerful and empowered life that they were made to and stop being so complacent. My whole mission is just, I want to come around people and I want to empower people to be who they were made to be and just live with passion and purpose and just to feel confident in who they are. I love that. So, like, yeah. I love, I love that you just want to empower people because, you know, when you give somebody something, when you just give it to them, it's like, okay, here's this thing. But when you empower 
empower them and you really help them understand that they have the power inside of them to do these things and they have right. the ability to do these things, like that's a game changer. That means right. it's completely different than just let me give you some information. No, let me empower you to do these amazing things that you can do. And you don't even realize you can do them, but I can yeah. see it inside. I can see it inside of you. So I love yeah. that. I love that you're doing that. But here's yeah, the thing. We don't get to being empowered. We don't get to owning companies. We don't get to having all these great things in life without a story behind the story. Like there's always a, the growing pains and there's always the things that lead to the company, right? So you just recently released this company in August. So let's talk about the story behind it. Let's talk about, let's get down to the, you know, this is building grit. So let's talk about the grittiness. Let's talk about the things that cause you to get to where you are, right? Because people miss out and they don't ever hear the story behind the Empower Nation. What they hear is, is that here's Lisa and she has started Empower Nation and she's doing these great things and she's got this great company and that's all they see and they forget about the story before the story. So tell right. me a little bit about how we get to Empower Nation. Well, you know, I'm going to actually tell you more than what I've told anyone so far because to go back, I was, as a teenager, I got distracted with friends. I kind of got into the party scene a little bit and I was never a bad kid, but I was making some bad choices. And started dating this guy when I was 16. And by 17, I found out that I was pregnant with my first daughter. And then had my first daughter, took that in, knew I was going to be a mother, had her. And by 19, found out that I was pregnant again when she was only six months old. And I had my second daughter. So I had gone through this period of trial as a teenager. And I understood the mindset and, and the wanting to fit in and the wanting to be included and, and just to be liked, right? To have, to have people that like you and accept you as you are. And so I chose to be around the wrong people and I was looking for validation in the wrong places. And my daughters saved me. It was so powerful because the second I found out I was pregnant, I wouldn't even drink coffee. Not my baby. I'm not even going to have caffeine. And so it, they were, it, everything to empower me to be able to become a new woman and to be a mother and the person that I was meant to be. But that was so powerful in later years, fast forward to five years ago, right before this company and mission had started, I have four children. And after I had never really had trouble with my figure, I was always pretty comfortable with my body until after baby number four. And that changed things, man. Let me tell you, it didn't matter how hard I worked or what I ate. It was like nothing would change on my body. And it was so disheartening. It was so disheartening. And do you know, I am so completely thankful for that. I am so thankful for months that I went through depression of who I was and what I looked like and how I felt. I needed to walk through that point because I understand now how other people feel when they get trapped in their mind, when they look in the mirror and they hate who they see, when they feel stuck or imprisoned in their head. I needed to go through that and I understand what that's like. And I had felt that way and I was trapped in that body. And then I found weightlifting. I found fitness. I found the gym and weightlifting just made me feel just like a badass, right? I loved it. And so that was really empowering. And then I found personal development. 
And I found that a lot of people have a misguided notion of what personal development is. They think it's self-help and motivation fluff stuff. And it's not. It's tools to make you become a better person that elevate you within yourself. So as I started to discover these different avenues that were empowering me in my life, I was working as a youth leader at our church. And I asked for the bad girls. I said, you give me the worst girls that you have. I want the troublemakers. I want the party girls. You give me the bad girl group. I want them all, right? I want them all. And so they gave me all of them. I love and that. these girls were, they were punching each other in the face. They were taking cell phone videos of it. They were getting kicked out of school. They were rough around the edges. But these are just my girls. Oh my gosh, I love these girls. Still, I still take them out to eat. We go grab lunch together and I just adore these girls. But what was so important was that when I was there and I was seeing these girls, other people would see these girls and they would see actions and behavior. I saw them and I saw their heart. And I knew that these girls weren't bad girls. They were making some bad choices, but they weren't bad girls. And to find out what they were dealing with and how they felt. And, and it was the same way that I felt. And it's the same way that so many other adults feel is this need to want to be loved and accepted, to want to be more than what we are of not being satisfied with where we're at, maybe beating ourselves up inside and, and not knowing how to fix it. It's like well, people are just unaware of the tools. And I think that what I've found from the people I talk to is that we are in that and we feel alone at the same time. And so we right. want all these things, but we think that nobody else is experiencing what we're experiencing. We feel so alone mm -hmm. and all we want is just to fit in. We want to find our space. We want to be one with other people. We want to be, we want to be heard and understood. And so you saw yourself in them from when you were right. young, right? And so then you're like, oh man, I can help these girls. I can help them. Right. so that they don't have to have the same experience that I have. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it was in that moment that I just felt this pressing calling and urgency on my heart that I needed to start a business and I was going to save these girls. And it wasn't just these girls. It was living a complacent life, which is most of our society, which is we're, we're complacent in a mundane life, doing a nine to five job with a mediocre marriage and a mediocre life. And that is not what we were made for. And it infuriates me, right? It just gets me fired up because I'm like, you were made to feel alive and passionate. And like, you're made for so much, like you have to know this. And, and I know the tools and I can help you with that. And to be able to feel great about your body and the confidence you get, your body doesn't even have to change simply by working on it. You're proud of yourself because you go, man, you know, if, if there's something in my body I want to change, I'm already working on it. So I accept it. I accept it as it is. And you give yourself more grace, but you also get to see the benefit of your changes, right? You get to see the work that you're putting in and you get to see the results. So taking care of your body is so important, but then that, when you take care of your body, translates over into wanting to take better care of it internally. You don't, the greasy cheeseburger doesn't sound as good when you've busted your ass in the gym, right? right. And so all these things connect to each other and it just empowers a person fully and completely when they're working on their mind, they're working on their body, they're working on their nutrition. 
But as you know, Nick, through Arate, one of the biggest beautiful things about Arate and the community that we have is we're a family. We're not just a networking group of business individuals. We're a family. And that's what people need. People need a family that is cheering them on, that loves them and supports them. And they're there to see that their success. We all need that. And most of us don't have that. And so most of us dabble in fitness or dabble in diets and we dabble in some different stuff, but we're doing it alone. We don't have a team that's there going, Nick, you got this. Oh my gosh, you're looking great. I see what you're doing every day. You're busting your butt. I'm so proud of you, man. Keep after it. And if we all had someone in our corner like that, do you know how much different our life would be? So different. And here's the problem. Here's the problem is that not only do we not have those people, but what do we have? We have social media. Mm -hmm. We have Instagram. We have Facebook. We have all these things that are showing fake lives from fake people living behind a screen. And then the real true genuine relationships that a lot of people have, at least from what I've found, is the people who are in low lows is the relationships they do have, they're drainers. And so not only are they living in this space where they just want somebody to support them and they Mm -hmm. want to feel wanted, but then when they meet with people where they're seeking that, those people drain them. And so it becomes this vicious cycle of like, Mm -hmm. well, I want this thing, but then anytime I make a relationship with somebody or my family or whatever, it ends up just being a drainer. And so it's like this this vicious downward spiral. I know I've got caught in it several times, right? And then what do we do? We drink we overeat and we just get in this, just this thing where we just can't seem to get out of this gerbil wheel. And it's like, man, I tell you for me, for me, it was my, my nutrition. I got my nutrition under control, you know? And then once I got my nutrition under control, I was like, my body started feeling better. And I was able to stand it. Like this is, I, I tell people, if you can stand in the mirror naked and look at yourself like that's when you know that you're starting to move forward and you're, and you're okay with yourself. You have to be able to stand in the mirror, stark naked, and see yourself and see who you are. Because if you can't look in the mirror at stark naked yourself, how in the world is anybody else going to ever see you if you can't see yourself, right? right? That's and so, powerful, yeah. Absolutely. And so then once you get to that point, then it's like, man, you got to go out and you got to make these relationships with people who are going to lift you up, who are going to help you drive you forward, not right. drive you down, not right. suck you down. So I love what you're after. You're after like, hey, I'm going to fix your nutrition and then why I fix your nutrition and your fitness. Now, I'm going to fix your mindset too and I'm going to help you change the way you look at things because that is so important. The visualization of who we are and what we're after is so important and people don't understand how empowering and how powerful that is. They just don't realize it. Right. I mean, it's even the difference of uh, one of the exercises I have people do is simply, why do you want to do this? And people will normally start with something like, well, I want to lose 20 pounds and feel better. Right. And if you go through, there's an exercise called the seven layers. And, and basically you say, why do I want this? Well, I want to lose 20 pounds. Why do you want to lose 20 pounds? Well, because I want to feel more confident. Well, why do you want to feel more confident? Because if I felt more confident, then I could play with my kids on the beach and not feel worried. Well, why do you want to feel more confident and play with your kids? Because I want to be a better mother. I want to be the kind of mother that plays and engages and does this. Well, why do you want to do that? Because I didn't have that and how powerful it would. As you go through that seven layers deep, your goal is not the 20 pounds. 
Your goal is to be that active mother that you want to be. Your goal is freedom to get out of the prison of your mind. Your goal is to be this amazing person that you're going to see down the road and see when you're working on that, like what people don't understand, you are going to be there in a year, whether you change your habits or you don't. So you get to choose who you show up to be in a year, but either way, that year's coming. Yes, and so if you, know, you can get honest so with true. it, you know, if so you get true. honest with it and you go, it's not the 20 pounds, 20 pounds is not going to motivate you for very long, right? It's super fleeting. Like it doesn't, it doesn't last. But if you go, I'm doing this because I have these powerful reasons here. And in a year from now, this is who I'm going to be. And you know what? In five years from now, it's going to be even better. Just wait till you see me in 10, right? That is an entirely different mindset. And that creates an inner drive and determination that will get you out of bed early and that will make you work hard and will do these things because now you have a real reason why you're doing it. Yeah, you know, you know Lisa, I was, I was 60 pounds heavier than I am right now seven months ago. So I've lost 60 pounds. Oh, man. I know. I'm a completely different person. But here's the thing is that, you know, talking about that, why is that I'm a firefighter. I've been a firefighter for 17 years now. I've been a firefighter for 17 years. Mm -hmm. And we have pretty extensive medical testing that we do. And last year, I had my carotid artery scan. And my carotid artery scan showed very early signs of arterial wall hardening. And I was like, oh, oh, man. Like, there's family history of heart disease. My mm-hmm. cholesterol has been increasing every year. And I always kind of leaned into like, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. You know, I have big muscles. You know, I, I'm just a big bone dude. Like, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. And then I was like, I, I got kids and I have a wife and mm-hmm. I am in my 30s and my, ar- my arteries are starting to harden. And I was like, ooh, this ain't good. Like, that's not good. And so I had to stop thinking about the, because my, my drive was always, how do I look, right? It was, how, it, how is my physique looking, right? right? Instead of, am I going to be here for my kids? So until I did that seven layers deep, until right. I sat back and really got an understanding of why I was going to do what I was going to do, I was a yo-yo dieter. I was all over the place. I was up and down. I was in the firefighter calendar in, in 2019, but then right back up. Right. So I did this whole thing throughout my life where I was up and down, up and down on my weight. And until you're, you're so right, until I got my why, until I really understood why I wanted to do that, it just didn't happen. And then now, like it's, it's, it's done and I'm not going back. Like I quit drinking. I, you know, my, my food, my nutrition, so much better. Life is so much better for me. All these things that are happening for me, it's just mind boggling to me now. But I had to get to the why. I had to get to the why. And how has that, how has knowing that why, how has that changed your drive or your motivation internally? Like the way that you show up each day, do you feel like there's a difference in what there used to be? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and everything that I do, I'm doing at a higher level. Every time I get up and I, and I start like just the way that I get up, the way that I do things, the way that I function, I function at a higher level every single day. Right. And every day, I'm starting to function at a higher level every single day and I'm attracting people who are higher level functioners to me. And it's, it's mind boggling to me. Like all the things that are happening in my life right now is because I am choosing to go after greatness. I am visualizing the greatness I have inside of me. I understand my why I understand what I'm after and I'm believing that I can do it 
I'm believing that I have this greatness that's not even found inside of me, right? Yep. And so, yeah. so yeah. often, like so often when we're not empowered, when we are not surrounding ourselves with the right people, when we are looking at our circumstances, like you could have, you could have easily said, you know, here I am a young girl. I had these, these kids and then now my life is ruined. I'm never going to do anything because right. I, I have to be a parent and you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that there was a lot of people that were like, what in the world is wrong with you? I mean, I'm sure you encountered people that were like, are you kidding me? You're 16. Like everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so you could have totally let yourself be defined by that. And your whole life, you could have gone on and lived as Lisa, the teenage mom of these two daughters. Right. Right. And that could have been who you'd let yourself be defined as. But you chose, you made it a decision that that was not the Lisa that you wanted to be. That was not the Lisa that was going to live a leg legacy. You were meant for more. You realized that you were meant for more and you didn't let your circumstances control you. And so right. often we let our circumstances control us and decide who we're going to be, right? But here's the thing. Our greatest weaknesses right now are our greatest strengths in the future because we yes. have a story to tell, yes. right? We have a story to tell. And so now that's what makes us who we are. And it's this great, amazing thing that we can use to leverage us. Like right. the... Did 16-year-old Lisa ever envision Empower Nation? Never in my life, right? Never. But I needed, I needed the experiences to build that vision, to be able to bring that together. And that's the thing is, is teenage mom Lisa, that, that didn't define me, but that's a powerful part of my story that empowered me for who I was going to be and who I was going to become and the things that I was doing. Do you know how many valuable lessons I learned being 19, living in my own place, raising two kids and working full time? I have a lot of grit and wisdom to bring. And so that stuff empowers you. And it doesn't matter if it looks messy in the time because it usually is, right? It doesn't matter what our crap is. It's messy in the moment and that's okay. It's not supposed to be easy because when you're growing and you're strengthening yourself, you have to work muscles. You have to develop grit. You have to be able to overcome something so that you can look back and go, man, look what I did. I got through this. I'm so strong and I'm capable of this. And if you're not making it through anything difficult, how can you have that confidence on the other side? Like yes. you need that. Yes, it's, it's what helps you to slingshot you forward. I was talking to my wife the other day and we were talking about pressure, right? And so when we get pressure, we have this down, we have this pressure that's coming towards us from all these people. And what is our first reaction? Our first reaction is to reach out and push against the pressure. And that takes a lot of effort, right? And so you can reach out and push all the things away or you can take the pressure and like a rubber band, you can grab the pressure and take the power away from the people who are putting pressure on you and pull it towards you and build and build and build and build and build. And then guess what? Now you have empowered yourself yes. with their pressure. And now when I let go like a rubber band, boom, I'm going to release all these amazing things and all these great things are going to happen. Right? I so we have, we have to learn how to take all our circumstances and all the things, because we all have the things, all of us. We've all got a story. You know, we've all got some bad stuff that have happened to us. And if you think you're alone, it's just not the truth. I can give you story after story. This is why I'm doing the podcast. 
you know, right. this is what I'm after is people understand that there's always bad crap that's going to happen. But if you can take that and turn it into something and you can, you just have to learn how to do it. And it takes practice because it's, it the, it's the first reaction is the push away, right? Because when you're feeling things cave in on you, you want to just push them away, right? Because right. that's the easy thing. Like, oh no, just stay away from it. It's hard to take that stuff and just embrace it. Like that's the hard thing to do. It's hard to embrace the fact that Lisa's pregnant at 16 years old, right? Mm -hmm. But boom, release it. And now you've just created Empower Nation. And it, right. just like that, it came, right? I'm sure it feels like just like that and it's here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's something that, what, what do you do? So it's hard, you're feeling pressure, you wanna close in. How do you start to take that in and take a step forward? and We'll go back to me finding out that I was pregnant. What do you do? Well, I went through the thought, fear filled my head right away. Oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. And right away, what am I going to do? What is this going to mean for my life? Uh, and then the thought abortion. And I thought, I'm not going to do that. So that leaves me with, okay, well, I'm not going to do adoption because I know I could raise them better than a lot of other people. So that leaves me with the fact that I'm going to be a mom. And all of that went through my head in about one second. And so as soon as I came to that realization that, you know what, this isn't the plan that I had, but the situation that I'm looking at right now is I'm going to be a mom. So now you have a choice to make, and it doesn't matter what it is that's in your life. A lot of these things are stuff that we can't control and you can look at it and you could want to fight it, but it's there. You may as well accept it. And to just go, hey, I like this may not be the plan that I had, but this is what it is. And so you know what you do? You take a step forward. You, you worry, what is my part today to handle this and to move forward? Because it's there. There's no point in denying it. There's no point in pretending it's not there. It's exactly what you said. And I love that analogy is it's taking the rubber band and it's saying it's there and I'm going to pull into it and I'm going to start taking my steps and taking my action. And I'm going to move forward and say, okay, once I've acknowledged this is what it is and I can't change this part, then what are the pieces that I have control over? Because that's the part that I'm going to grab onto. And that's the part I'm going to move forward with. And you don't need to tell yourself or debate, what is this going to mean for me down the road? What is this going to... None of that matters. What matters is what you're doing right now today. What actions are you taking? And be in control of the things that you can control. And more importantly, stop trying to control the things that you have no control over. You're going to beat your head against a wall. You're going to be stressed. And you're not helping yourself or anybody else by focusing on things you can't control. So you just yes. have to take that action. You got to take that rubber band. You take the part that you can own. And then you decide, what can I do with this piece? Yes, I love that. Man, this is a conversation I get in so often of we got to live in our moment right now. Like we can't be so caught up in the past that that's all we think about. And we can't be worrying about the future that that's all we're thinking about because then what happens is we miss out on life. Yeah. And so I have found myself time, at times in my life where I was like, oh, I'm waiting for this thing to come and then it'll be better. Or I'm waiting for that thing to come and then it'll be better. But when you do that, guess what? That time comes and it's never better. Like nothing is any better than the day before. Right. But when you start living in your moment, when you start living right now and you, you take in all the things that you, the universe has to give you and all the greatness that's around and you just embrace that, like life is so much better. 
It is so much better when you just allow the things that are there for you and you just accept them and just take them in. You know, and some of those things are things that you are like, man, this is a really hard thing. But let's go back to your pregnancy. Like, do you love those those babies? Oh my gosh, they're my best friends. They're my your world, I'm sure. Just turned 17 and she is just like me. And my other daughter's 15 and we are best of friends. And I couldn't imagine not have having them in my life now, or even all the years that we've had, I couldn't imagine. They, they have made me a better person because of their presence and because of who they are. Yes. So at that time, that something that felt like your role was caving in and like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What all the things turn into this amazing life that you've had and just endless blessings. I mean, I have kids, so I know kids are endless blessings, you know? And so if you wouldn't have had that, if you wouldn't have had those things, you would have missed out on so many things in life. And so often we get caught up on this thing where we think that these bad things that are happening to us at the moment are what's going to define our whole life and that our whole life's going to be ruined when the actuality is, is they might bring you the things, those things that you think are so bad right now might bring you so much joy throughout your entire life that you, you can't even see it because you're so caught up in your moment right now. So don't get caught up in that moment. Yeah. And, and to also encourage people of so much of the time that when we experience things and as we're overcoming it in our experience, that empowers us to in turn empower someone else that's in, enduring the same thing. And so I can, I can encourage someone, I can, I can encourage those broken girls in youth group because I knew them. I knew their heart and I had been there, had another leader never experienced any of those things. And they're trying to tell the girls who they should be and what they should do. And these girls go, okay, you're just preaching at me because you have no idea what my life is like. You have no idea to, for me to be able to say, yeah, I do. And so I can speak into you because I know you, I love you, I've been there. Like we're a team on this, right? And so your experiences not only are there to grow and empower you in what you're gonna do and to overcome, but they're also there so that you can turn around and empower other people. And I promise you, I promise you, any mess that you have had in your life is going to be used for a powerful purpose for encouraging someone else. Like we're all broken and people around us everywhere around us are broken. And I guarantee you, you have overcome already things that someone else is currently struggling with. And you can turn around and empower that person and help encourage them. And, and there's going to be things that you're going to go through in the future that are going to hurt and that are going to suck. And there's going to be other people that have already been through those things that will be there to encourage you. And so it's a matter of knowing life is messy. Let's get together and support each other. Once and for all, let's stop all this loud division and anger and hostility and realize we're all a bit messy. We all have a story. Let's help one another up. Let's support each other because we've all had pain and, and we're going to be there to help encourage one another as we go. Right? Absolutely. You know, and I, and this brings me to something that I always think about is that in my profession, you know, I deal with suicides on a, on a regular basis. And one of the things that I hear so often, I mean, I, I would say almost always, almost, I, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to make absolutes because I never speak in absolutes, but with this, I mean, like 99 out of 100 times, the people who find the individual, whoever it be, I mean, I've, I've seen them all. I've seen teenagers, I've seen kids, I've seen adults, like I've seen all, I've seen hundreds of suicides. And one of the things that comes up is that if they only knew how I truly felt about them, if they only knew how much I love them, 
if they only could see the love that I had and how much I cared for them. Like that's what the people who are, are dealing and mourning the loss of the individual are saying and thinking like, and you can just, you can feel that energy from them. You can hear it. They're speaking that. And it's so true. If we could just know how other people truly think about us, you know, if we could just know that there really are people that understand, there really are people who are experiencing the same things that you you have. There really are other people who are in your same situation. I mean, we get so caught up. If we stop for a second and we think about things, there are millions of people on this planet. And for us to think that we are the only ones going through our current situation in the current moment that we're at, it's just like mathematically, it's impossible. Like if you just really stop and think about it for a second and you go, there's millions of people walking this planet. There absolutely is not just one, there's hundreds of people that are going through the same exact thing that you're going through. Right. And so you're not alone. You're not alone. You're never alone. You just may not know that person, but you're not alone. and And grief is a liar. Grief is such a liar. If you're feeling depressed or you're grieving about anything, it will tell you that you are alone. It will tell you that you're isolated and it will tell you that no one cares because grief wants to keep you down and it wants to keep you isolated. And as soon as you realize that that is complete garbage, it's complete bull and you're not alone and you're not going to let that have the power over you, you can still feel grieved. But to go, this is a lie. I'm not alone in this. There are people that love me. There is another side to this thing. There are actions that I can take. You have to fight the lie that it will push onto you, but there is absolutely another side of things. I've, I've grieved. I've gone through depression. I've been through hard times. And when you're in it, it's hard because it's a catch 22, right? Your, your mind is not encouraged to not to take action. That's the last thing you want to do when you're feeling down. You just kind of want to curl up into a ball and give up. And so you have to realize that is exactly what grief is. That is exactly what depression and struggle will make you want to do that. But when you acknowledge that that's exactly what it will do, and then you're in that moment, you go, oh, I'm doing it. I'm I'm curled up and I'm not taking action. And the longer that I stay in this, I'm perpetuating the situation rolling forward until I finally choose to step out of it. And if you could just acknowledge that you're doing it, it takes away the power right there of going, okay, it's not going to hold the power over me anymore because I I realize that I'm in this cycle and I refuse to be a prisoner of this cycle anymore. And just simply acknowledging it starts to empower you to be able to have the actions to step forward and to do something about it. Absolutely. I love that. There is so much truth in that statement. We are not alone by any means. And we, we get so caught up in that we are, and that's just not the facts. So, well, man, I'm really enjoying this conversation. One of the things I always like to do kind of as we come to the uh, kind of wrapping up is I, my values are building grit through gratitude, resilience, intuition, and tenacity. And so what I like to do is I like to ask you, Lisa, how are you giving gratitude every day? What are the things that you're doing to show gratitude? Oh, that's a great question. I have a gratitude journal. So I, I make sure that I journal at least three things a day that I'm thankful for and show gratitude for and and it's almost always things that money can't buy. And so I really want to go deep into gratitude of just I mean gosh even being being thankful to be able to be a mother to have my girls for the lessons that I've learned, the wisdom that I've been able to gain through hard life experiences, right? And and just have whether it even be 
sunshine and the ability to get out in an amazing town that we have and be with family and laugh and that we have our health. Like there's so much stuff constantly that I'm thankful for. And, and I always try to go on a deeper level. So it's not just friends and family and fitness, right? But it's like, yeah. to go like, no, I'm thankful for this person because of these reasons and how they've shown up in my life in these powerful ways to actually feel the gratitude. Because when, when you bring yourself to the point of really feeling that thankfulness and appreciation, it changes your entire mental state. It changes everything in the way you look at life. And I was just telling my mom, I, and I'm sure you've heard this, but something that is so simple that you can do to find appreciation is change the word have to, to get to. Yes. And I love that. Oh, I hate to cook. Oh, I have to. <laughs> then it's yeah. like, I get to though. I get to like, how yes. cool is that, that I'm able to provide for my family or to be able to do this? Not everyone has this ability. And so suddenly what seemed like a task and a chore I get to say, I get to, and it brings me right back to that appreciation. I don't always do that. Sometimes I just complain, but I, I try to say, yes. <laughs> At least you're honest. You're being honest. <laughs> I love that. That was super honest too. For me, one of the things that I did not every day, I wish it was every day. I wish, I'm not going to say I wish. I am going to get better at working towards every day, but I am on a journey to walk outside every day for a year, 365 days. And so what I like to do is that I walk outside in the morning and the timing is, is that I catch the sunrise. Now I can't do that all the time because of work schedule and stuff. And you know, the seasons, how they're changing. But I tell you, one of the greatest gratitudes I get is when I get this walk that I go on, I have, I have it set up to where it's like, if I time it right, as I come up over the hill and the sun is rising at that moment, it's this beautiful, you know, sunrise picture. And I just take a second and I go, man, I am so grateful for this day and that the sun rose again and that I just get to have this moment. And so that's what I do is that's I just... Beautiful. I try to catch that as many mornings as I can. And I yeah. find the mornings when I time it perfectly and I hit the spot where I know it's like, oh man, my days are just so much better because I showed that right? gratitude for that sunrise. The days yes. that I miss it, oh man, it, they don't go as well. They just don't go as well. So Grumpy Nick, huh? If you miss yes. the <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. So then I get like mad at my kids or blame somebody else because I, like, I was too lazy to get the walk or... My timing was yeah. off. That's like, that's the easy path. Blame somebody else. But anyway. Sure. Yeah. It's, a, it's an easy go-to. Yeah. But that's what I do. So how about resilience? I have some ideas of how you've been resilient, but tell me what, how do you feel like, like right now in your moment, how are you being resilient right now? Like what is Lisa doing to be resilient in this, in this moment? To be resilient, man, I am, I started my own business. My husband owns his own business, two completely separate types of companies. So as I'm trying to run this business, I'm also raising four kids and the freaking coronavirus has my kids home from school. And so now I'm trying to homeschool kids and run a business and raise a family. And it takes a whole lot of grit and resilience. Let me tell you yes. that. And patience. That's something I'm working on. <laughs> I'm working <laughs> on that one. And so again, it's to me, Nick, it's, I've always just thought it, it, things are what they are. I just accept things exactly as they are. I don't wish that it was different. I don't complain being this way or that way. I just take things as they are and I move forward with it. And so right now it's 
just resilience of, of moving forward and, and dedicating the time it takes for my kids and the business and learning so, so, so much. There's so much to learn in marketing and strategies and lead generators and all this stuff that I had known nothing about a few years ago and that I'm having to grow and develop myself in. But I love it. I love every piece of it because I don't have to know everything and I don't have to be the best at everything. I love the effort of trying and knowing that today I'm better than I was yesterday and tomorrow I'm going to be even better. And so yeah, like I love that. that, that does it for me. I love that. I'm kind of like in the same space you're in right now because we're in the process of uh, helping to launch a mobile IV company and the podcast is new and I like I got all the things going on. Plus, I do I still do full time firefighting, so I I completely hear you. And the one thing I want to say through this whole thing is that again, this goes back to that conversation. Like you think that the people who are successful are just successful, but there is so much legwork going behind the scenes. Like there are marriage fights. There are fights with kids. There are frustrations. There are all the things that come along with that. Like it's not all unicorns and and rainbows and and snow cones. Like it's not that. There are some stuff. Oh, it's messy. It is messy. Yeah. It is Betsy for sure. So that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> oh man. And the kids at home. Oh, that, that's just like a whole nother thing. Anyways, moving on the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the like a whole kids. new, like, I'm like, mom, how do you like, she's like, I don't know. I sent you to school. Like I, I didn't have to deal with that. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I know. This, anyways, moving on uh, intuition. So I, I found that I didn't trust my intuition in a lot of things. And I found that when I didn't trust my intuition, bad things happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I found that when I do trust my intuition, like an amazing thing happens. And when I do use my intuition and I was wrong, I learn so much more. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you're using your intuition right now. That's, that is something I am so, so, so deeply connected to is really, really leaning into that. I, I had been born and raised in Seattle, Washington, north of Seattle. And five years ago, just felt this need that I needed to sell my house. And I bought a house in Coeur d'Alene without even seeing it and left everyone and everything I ever knew and showed up in Coeur d'Alene five months after I first felt like I should sell my house. I really, really, really lean into the feelings of intuition, especially when my intuition is telling me something that's out of character for me, right? And so when it's like, oh, this isn't something that I would normally do, but I feel really strongly about this, to be able to listen to it, to be able to lean into it, to explore it, and to know that, that we have this internal compass that guides us for a reason to say, you know, this is good or this is dangerous or you have to let this go, whatever it may be, that, that's something that's been really, really big for me. It's been big for the way I parent. It's been big for building a business. I mean, you know, as a parent, there's times that your kids will say something and something just feels off. Maybe you press them a little further. Maybe your kids aren't old enough that you've had to experience this yet, like lies or trouble. Oh no, they're, they're, but, they're, you press I, them further? oh yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. I know what's going okay. on. No, I know all about yeah. this conversation. And you get the intuition and you're like, nah. Uh, no, 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 no. Nah. Right? There's something I mean, more to this story that you're not telling me. <laughs> it absolutely. Yes. And so it's like, 
those things are there for a reason, but that applies to all areas of our life. So it's absolutely important. It's a, it's been a really big governor on my life. I love that, man. And I, I, I agree with you so much. Like, I feel like intuition is something that a lot of people never tap into. But then when you do tap into it and you start to realize the power that it has, it's like, for me, it's been mind boggling. Like, when I've yeah. really leaned into it and really trusted it. I was talking to uh, Joey Yak the other day. And he said something that I thought was so cool is he said that my intuition trusts me. And I was like, Ooh, like that's, an, that's like, that's another level. Like that's a never, another level of like, I don't trust my intuition. My intuition trusts me. I was like, wow. I was like, I, All like, right, that. I, I yeah. like that a lot. That's to, super cocky. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. He, he was awesome. Anyways. Um, so then my last one, tenacity. So what is it that you're grippling to be tenacious is to have a firm grip onto something. So what do you feel like you really have a firm grip on right now? Oh gosh, being tenacious. I am building this company into, I have the biggest vision for it. It's insanely big. It is insanely big. And I have a hundred percent, hundred percent faith, 110% faith and trust in knowing it is going to be exactly what I think it's going to be. And it knowing that this is going to change the world, not me, not me change the world, But when I empower people to be who they were made to be, and they in turn are empowering people that are made to who they're meant to be. And as people see, as the world can see people coming alive and waking up and having power and purpose and passion and feeling excited in who they are, that is going to catch fire. People are going to see that and that is going to catch fire. And the tenacity for me comes from, I have an unquenching fire in my soul to pursue this mission and to have people come alive and to be empowered. And I want to reach as many people as I can. And it is literally like a a thirst that can't be quenched. I have just this drive and passion. I I work 16 hour days. Most days I'll stay up till three in the morning on my computer and I'm back at it at seven. And that's not necessarily a good thing for everybody, but it's not work for me. It's passion. And as I'm doing it, I have to do it because people need this. It's not something that, it's not a hobby for me. It's not something that I just want it to be successful. People need this. And that just sets me on fire and it keeps me going. And I'm absolutely tenacious because I am going to commit the rest of my life to pursuing this mission. As long as there is breath in me, I'm going to be working on this. And so to me, that's, I have the firm handle on knowing what I'm doing, what this is meant to be and how I'm going to help people. And, and that just fuels me every day. Man, I if love that. that your question. <laughs> yes. No, I love that so much because there was like on so many levels, I just love what you had to say, because here's one thing about what you just said is that you believe in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And you believe in the vision and the, and you believing in that vision, I believe because you believe. And so I do believe that you are going to, you are going to impact hundreds and thousands of people because you believe it. And so often what happens is we don't believe in ourselves. And so if we don't believe in ourselves, how can we ever expect anybody else to believe in us? Yeah, we just can't. And so I believe that you are going to do amazing things because you say that you are. And when you say you're going to do things, those things happen. It's just the way it works. And people don't put enough power into that and they don't believe it enough. But if they would, 
And so if you're listening to this, if you would just believe in yourself and believe in the things that you want and envision them and visualize them and manifest that, you would get what you want. I promise you. It just Mm -hmm. takes one degree of change every day. And as you do that, your course is just like an airplane. They change that one degree. You know, if you've ever read Atomic Habits, James Clear, I love that book. Yeah, um, I'm reading it degree, right now. Yeah, It's such a great book. One degree of change in a plane, by the time you get to the destination, it's a completely different destination. Yep. So be encouraged. Absolutely. And that's all it takes because people overthink it. And I love that you brought that up. One degree change. One degree. Believe in yourself and make a one degree change. You can do that. You could do that right now in this exact moment. You can do a one degree change and believe in yourself and that changes everything. How simple that is. That's all you have to do. That's it. That's it. I agree. You don't have to overthink it. That's it. I love it. Lisa, I love your passion. I love what you're doing. I love that you're after greatness. I can see it inside of you. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. So for the listeners, how can they find you? Where is the best places to connect with you? Tell me a little bit about how they would find you and where. So yeah, no, absolutely. The best place to find me is Instagram. And on Instagram, my handle is lisa.corticos. The last name is tricky. It's K-O-R- T-E-K-A-A-S. So Lisa.Corticos on Instagram. Or you could also find my company page, which is Instagram Empower Nation. Or on Facebook, it's EmpowerNation.org. And that is also my website. You could go to my company website at EmpowerNation.org. I love that. Well, I hope you have an amazing night, Lisa. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Nick. This has been amazing. I really, I really have loved this time. So thank you for having me on. Awesome. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. You've been listening to Building Grit, one call at a time. Everyone faces challenges, and we talk to people who use grit to be triumphant. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show, and we hope you had some fun along the way. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with Nick on Facebook at Nick Wingo and on Instagram at building underscore grit. And remember, victory is always possible for the person who refuses to stop fighting. This is Building Grit One Call at a Time, signing off.